Good morning. This is my favorite thing, my absolute favorite. Before I preach, I want to recognize that today is Father's Day. And um, I've read uh, King's Arms. I followed them online. It's a church that's in England. It's where Mike Milner came from here. We have a lot of crossover DNA. And they posted something about Father's Day that I just liked. And I'm going to read it to you. Whatever our stories, let us, the make, let us make the most of this opportunity to honor, celebrate, and thank God for the fathers in our lives, whether birth fathers or those being dads to children in their care or spiritual fathers, present or departed. And let us celebrate our perfect, always good father, God, who loves us with a perfect love. And I know Father's Day can be tough. Um, it can be awesome and it can be tough. And whichever part of the spectrum that you're on, that you will lean into the Lord because he is a good father and he is present and he will never push you away. And um, today we're actually, as we read the scripture, you're gonna see what a gift he has given to us in his son, Jesus. Um, before I preach, let's pray. Holy Spirit, come. I do ask for your presence on me and on this people, on your people, on your body. You prepare our hearts, every thought, every word to be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. So today as I was, uh, I've been preparing, I'm on a preaching team and so um, I've known that I was gonna be preaching for a few weeks and as I was preparing, the Lord's heart for you as his church grew and grew and grew and grew. And I am filled up with the fullness of God about who you are, the body of Jesus Christ. So we're gonna read the passage and then let's go. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, who is Peter, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel and not with eloquent wisdom so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. So as I, when I first read this passage, I was like, oh, I, was, I, was, I felt the weight of um, speaking on unity. But about the first time I got to preach here, I was in a conversation with Rock Bottomley. And I was actually asking Rock for permission to preach. I, I had preached other places, I just hadn't preached here. And he said, well, what would you preach on? And I said, well, I would preach on whatever the passage says, but it's probably unity. 
because that's just how the Lord made me and is part of what the Lord exhorts through me in the body. And so I want us to see today in this passage this picture. In this passage, this is what the Lord wants to protect us from or repair where it has happened. Where part of, the, part of who we are, the fullness of who we are in the body of Christ has, has been excluded and, and not on purpose because that's not what we would want. And the Lord wants to restore that. Or part of who the fullness of our dependency on the Lord has been excluded. Or the fullness and the efficiency of the cross has been excluded. None of us would want any of that. We all want that picture. We want, we are the body of Christ in its fullness. Our dependency upon him in his fullness. The cross in its fullness. But we just in our nature, let me say in my nature, have a way of um, wanting to, to do things on my own power and in my own might and Um, there's things that this passage opens up that we might do that the Lord says, don't do. Don't do. I want to change your mindset. I want to give you some tools. And this passage does it. So let's open up to verse 10. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So first thing you wanna see here, this is a letter to the body of Christ. And it says, Lord Jesus Christ. So anyone who trusts Jesus as Lord, for kids that are in here, Lord is the fancy word for boss. That just means you trust him to be in charge. It's not his first name. It is, it is a way of acknowledging that we trust him to be in charge. And, that, and that's having faith in Jesus. So if you have faith in Jesus to be who he says he is, you are his. And so this is, this is a letter to us. Not just the little C, not just our Lord's, but the church as a whole. Now all of you be in agreement. So that word... Uh, Actually, let me go, I'm gonna skip. Now that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions. Oh my God, we've already got the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church, you know, like we're divine. And he said, no, that's not what I mean here. Those aren't divisions. Those are believers in me. And I want you to acknowledge them as that. That word divisions there is the same word to talk about old skins and wise skins tearing apart. Tearing apart. The Lord doesn't want us torn apart. And one way we can keep from tearing each other apart is that we speak out the same thing. That word agreement actually is better said to speak out the same thing. And when I say speak out the same thing, This passage goes to show, speak out the same thing about each other, that we are the body of Christ. Jay, you are a part of the body of Christ. And at no point, no matter what disagreements we have about secondary theology issues, should we ever, although we usually align pretty well, but should we ever, if you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, You are a part of the body of Christ with me and I should never. 
And with my words, be honoring and speak that over each other. Um, that there be no divisions, no schisms, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. So our purpose here is like, oh, well, we have some justice bringers. Um, where's Lance um, and Holly Towers? Justice bringers, intercessors, right? We've got lots of intercessors actually in this room. It's part, God draws intercessors here. Um, that's pretty interesting. That's a sidetrack. So we have intercessors, we have teachers, we have people who, who reach the poor. But here's the thing, it's all the same purpose to bring the kingdom of God by knowing his love and loving each other and loving others. That is the same purpose. And we speak that out over each other. Just because somebody else's ministry is a, is a different focus than mine, I, I can't tear that apart they are a part with me. And he's like, be careful what you say. Value each other in agreement as part of the body of Christ. So moving on to verse 11, or excuse me, verse 12. No, don't, don't move on to verse 12. I have something I wanna say here. The triangle, put the triangle up. Okay. I'm a therapist, so forgive me. I'm about to pull something in that I really feel strongly about. Triangling is a thing, a bad thing that can happen in relationships. And it happens in families, and it also happens in the church. And here's what that is. Should I have a disagreement with my husband? Or and it, just whatever. And then to support my side, I pull Connie in to help me, to strengthen my alliance against him, my husband. That's called triangling. Anytime we use somebody else to support our negative opinion against someone. And when we do that, it's not good for families. If I have, if, if I have something against my husband, I should go to my husband. And if it's a sin issue, um, we have that Matthew, in Matthew, I think six, it gives us a good thing. Uh, I, I can go to him, and then if I need help, I can take somebody with me. That's not what I'm talking about here. We do this with differences of opinions. We do this in how we think people should minister. We do this with what they, we think their ministry should be, how they should do it. We we can, if we're not careful, pick each other apart with somebody else at the expense of this. But it's not just the expense of this, of the person. It's also at the expense of the person you're talking to. And it's the expense of us. It's, the, it's at the expense of the whole system. We can't do this. And the Lord is like, and I... Don't do it. Be in agreement that you're going to honor each other. And when you have problems, you're going to go to each other. I work in the office really closely with Keisha Fritch and Gretchen Kalp. Really close. Matter of fact, all three of us office together. And we work like, uh, like just everything is right there. But we have an agreement 
of honor with each other. I am not going to uncover Keisha Fritch or Gretchen Kalp or Richard Kerr to you. I'm gonna go to them and talk to them and honor them. And that honors them and it also honors us. Because if I pulled somebody else into that, it's dangerous for us. Because we are no longer in agreement and it causes divisions that tear us. And the Lord does not want us torn. So let's, as a body, make an agreement that we're gonna honor each other. And that doesn't mean we see everything the same. And that doesn't mean we dismiss when authority is um, abused or sin. There's a way to handle sin. There's a way to handle authority that is being abused. I'm just talking about differences of opinions that can turn into things that God doesn't want them to be. Don't triangle, don't do it at home, and please don't do it, don't do it in the body. So, next slide. Because this is who we are, and this is what the Lord wants for us, the fullness of Jesus. The fullness of Jesus. So move on to uh, 1 Corinthians 1.12. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. That, um, that word belong, I chose the NRSV because that translation is really better. It says belong. It's like shows this attachment to a leader that's not really healthy, that's creating cliques and comparisons and exclusions. And so, so the, the, the people here are, are, it's not a culture of honor, like, oh, I belong to Paul. That's not what's happening here. It's I belong to Paul at the expense of Peter and Apollos. So Paul was one, he was a great preacher. All three of these guys, great preachers actually. And, and Paul, his focus was grace and um, even the Holy Spirit, right? And so then we've got Apollos who really studied the word, but it says he didn't know the baptism of the Spirit. He only knew the baptism of John, but he knew the word. And then we've got Peter, and every time we see Peter, people come to Christ. He's, he's an evangelist, right? And he also loved the traditions of the church. All three of these guys bring something different, and all three of them are value, valuable to the kingdom of God. And the Lord, e even that thing that says, and I belong to Christ, we do belong to Christ. But what's happening here is they're saying, I belong to Christ, so we don't need Paul. And that's not what the Lord wants for us. Because of Christ, we need each other. Because we, I, do not represent the fullness of Christ. Even, um, who's the guy, Francis Chan, is not the fullness of Christ. He brings a part. Each of these guys bring a part, and we don't want them to bring somebody else's part. We want them to bring who they are, and we need them each. We, the body of Christ, need each other. We need Nikki Rutlinger. We need Mary Lou Mode. We need the McTiernans, 
And I'm not talking about ownership at our Lord's Community Church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We need Sam Storms. We need Josh Corey. We need Craig Groeschel. We need Brock Bingaman. We need Mike Milner. We need Brad Kilman. We need Esther Kerr. We need Josie, um, Josie Walter, who we just dedicated. Conway, yes, Josie Conway. Sorry, I gave the grandparent, I gave the grandparent name, not the, maybe that's some, yeah. Yes. Now, don't hear me this, the Lord doesn't need any of us. He can do it all without us. But he has chosen for us to be the body of Christ. And so we need each other to represent the fullness of Jesus. And so we can't start saying, well, they lead this way, or that ministry is that way, or we don't need that person, or that's to this, or that's to that. Each part represents a part of Jesus, and we are the fullness of the body of Christ. So let's be in agreement that that's how we're gonna be. Um, I, really, I really want to, can we put the picture up of um, Francis Chan? So just personally, when he was here, and he, I was sitting, even that night, I was, or I was sitting right there, I was sitting in the back corner, that's my husband raising his hand. He walked by, and I actually fangirled a little bit. I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. My heart like went, <gasps> Francis Chan is in the building. I was like this far from him, right? And, and he was, he said what's so interesting, he said so little, but it was so anointed. Right? And as I talked to the Lord about that and coveting some of that anointing and who he is in the body of Christ, the Lord said, we don't need another Francis Chan. I brought him here for the day. But who he and where he is taking us, he didn't call Francis Chan to be our leader. And be in agreement, Esther, that you see who I've put around you and in front of you and honor that and follow that and pay attention to that and release that. Don't make or try to make all of us be a Francis Chan. We're in a a lot of trouble if that's what we do because we're not gonna look like who the Lord called us to be. So... Francis. Um, I'm going to make sure I didn't miss anything. So I want us to have a culture of honor without exclusion, without comparison, and without clicks. We really do need to value all that is around us and just speak, that, speak those things out. All right, next part of the passage. Was Paul crucified for you 
or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I did not know whether I baptized anyone else. So here, what Paul is wanting us to see is that all of, all of it, including people coming to Christ and being baptized, is because of Jesus. It's not because of Apollos, it's not because of Peter, and it sure ain't because of him, Paul. It is because of Jesus. And he's really wanting us to see our dependency upon him as a body. So I, there's a baptism picture, I um, was recently baptized in the Jordan. Might be alarming to you to find out that your children's pastor was just recently baptized. I, I gave my life to the Lord when I was little. Went to a church where they did infant baptism, which is a whole theological thing, and it's okay. And it wasn't heaven or hell issue. But when I was in Israel, I felt like the Lord said, I, I would like you to get baptized. So I did. And there, we went to the Jordan. And I also felt like he said, will you ask uh, Bev Bottomley to do it? She's, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me she's never gotten to baptize anyone. And this is, um, so I didn't know if that was true. And I went to Bev and she said, no, I've never. And I said, well, when we go to the Jordan, will you baptize me? And then we even went to a place, you can tell the water's like ankle deep. It was a miracle of God that got all of me under the water. I was just like a split second. You know, somebody's like, shh, shh, we'll get it, we'll get it. So Rock is actually holding my feet so I don't get rushed down with the water because the current, right? Because <clears throat> I'm a bigger girl than Bev Bottomley. So, but here's the thing. That baptism, while it's, Sure, it's special that I got baptized in the Jordan. Without Jesus, it means nothing. And the significance is not in the Jordan, and the significance isn't in Bev Bottomley, and the significance is not in Rock or his sister Chris. The significance is in Jesus. So whether you're baptized in a pond or a bathtub or sprinkled at the Methodist church, the significance is our Jesus. The significance is our Jesus. Keep that focus because we need each other to keep that focus and we can't get caught up in the, well, I go to such and such church and I'm, it sounds like I'm, I'm like, who can, I'm gonna throw Francis Chan, and Francis Chan is my pastor. Jesus Christ is our head. Jesus Christ is our source. Jesus Christ is our power. Jesus Christ is our significance. So go to the last, the last part. I'm almost done. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel and not with words of eloquent wisdom, wis, uh, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. That word wisdom is, is not a bad word. It, it's Sophia, which... At the best I could tell, all the places it's used is like wisdom accumulated over time. When Jesus was in the temple and he was 12 and he was preaching and they're like, how did he get this? Sophia, right? It's not bad. It's not bad. 
but it is not Jesus, the power of Jesus in the moment. It is, it is not, it's extra stuff. And let me tell you what I mean by that. So I was driving down the Turner Turnpike and I was headed south and it's raining. And I go by mile marker 151, I think. And I'm going south and I see a car hydroplane going north and hit the middle wall. It didn't come over, but I saw it hit the wall and I, then I don't know what happened because I was headed south and that was north. I pick up my phone and I call 911. And I say, I'm on Turner Turnpike, headed south. There was an accident headed north, mile marker 151. Somebody needs to get there fast. The most important words in that moment, the most poignant, striking, most powerful words in that moment, mile marker 151 northbound Turner Turnpike. Now, if I had decided in that moment to say the longitude and the latitude is, and it is right where Lincoln County and Oklahoma County cross over, so I'm not sure if it happened in Lincoln County or Oklahoma County, but it's close. And usually the weather in that area, and just began to espouse everything I know about that spot, it would have lost the power. In that moment, all we needed was this. All Jesus needs is Jesus. All of the other wisdom is not bad. Everything we know about church history and learning and theology, it's good. There's a place for it. Paul is really the book of Romans, full of Sophia. It's powerful, it's great. But the Lord is saying, really, all I need is the cross. All I need is the cross. I'm gonna, I didn't know if I was gonna, I'm gonna tell another story. <laughs> I'm gonna close with this story. This is a fun one. So my sister was in Target. And um, she, it was Christmas time. So at Target, the beauty about Target is you can get the stocking stuffers, you can get some gifts and you can get the meals and you, you can get everything at Target, right? And um, a, a loss of resources, <laughs> right? <laughs> Target's like... <laughs> the spirit of Target. <laughs> anyway, so she's in Target and she's with her two girls and with her husband and their cart is full. It's got all the stuff, right? They're in the checkout line. There's, it's busy, there's other people waiting. She's checking out and she's, she's distracted with everything that's going on. Kids are still adding stuff to the cart for their dirty Santa stuff and they're this and they're that, right? Lady's checking out, lady gets to a hoodie, there's no price tag on it, and the lady says, do you remember? Sarah's like, no, I don't. And the lady said, well, does how's $4 sound? Sarah's like, yeah, that sounds great, right? She's like, sure, $4. So, whoop, $4 gets through, and she's feeling really good about this hoodie that she negotiated a $4 price for, right, that landed in her lap. She gets outside and her daughter says, Mom, have you seen my hoodie? 
and she just realized she paid $4 for her, dollar, for her daughter's hoodie. <clears throat> and she, she didn't go back in and square it, right? She's just like, yeah, here you go, babe. Here's your hoodie. <laughs> but all of those extra things that were happening, all of those extra things that were happening, she began to negotiate something that was already paid for. The cross is already paid for everything. And we can lose sight with all of the extras and forget his presence, his forgiveness, the fullness of who he is, the body of Christ has already been paid for. And sometimes we can be in the line negotiating price with God for something he's already paid for. And when we do that, we empty the cross of its power. The Lord does not want his cross emptied of power. And he wants you to see it's already paid for, for you and for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do ask that you fill us up with the fullness, with an understanding of the fullness of the cross, our dependency on Jesus, and that we are your body, each part, each part important. Lord, don't let us exclude each other, keep cliques away from us, let us have a culture of honor, in Jesus' name, we're going to have communion this morning, and Todd Glass is going to lead us in that. Thank you, Todd.